Yes, you're listening to the Glastonbury Calling podcast with Ian and Jen. Yeah, this week we talk about the World Cup, uh, Black Friday uh, gigs and things we got up to last week. Uh, yeah, it was a busy weekend. And also uh, gigs coming up this weekend if you want a, a, a night out. Uh, well, even a day out because there's lots on uh, in the local area. Uh, right, we're going to kick the show off with a track by Nevertheless. And this is You Should Know. Welcome to the Glastonbury Calling Podcast with Ian and Jem. Yeah, that song was You Should uh, Know by Nevertheless. How you doing, Jem? Yeah, it sounds a bit better than you. You're a, kind of a toad. Well, I've got a bit of Barry White about me, so Karen says. 
Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, you had a good week. I think so. You know, I never remember. So it all, it all hasn't gone quickly this year. I'm really, really unhappy that when coming into November, uh, December next, next, next month. But I, I think it's been a good week. Yeah. I don't know why, but it has been. Oh, you don't know why? Yeah, no, no. It's been quite good for us actually. We went went um, uh, out. Well, we didn't make the carnival actually because uh, we finished really early at work, and it was like. Um, but before that, we went to Max's gig down at the um, Arthur on a Friday, which was really good, and uh, had a good night there. Saw Brave Ones, No Thursday War. Um, and a lot of the other acts there. So that was a good night. Really had fun there. And then um, yesterday, we went up to Cardiff to watch Jamie T um, at the Great Hall at Cardiff, which was brilliant. Absolutely amazing. It looked packed out. I saw some photographs that you posted and yeah, very, very envious. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, you were near the back, weren't you? Oh, that's rare. Well, we we were right, right, right next to the mixing desk. Yeah, well, Karen's got a dodgy leg and i've got a cold so we just thought you know we'll stand there and that'll be fine for us and uh, yeah it was it was really good it's a weird venue though because they've got a balcony up there but all the balcony is basically concreted off so it's not a balcony you can only go up there and have a drink it's sort of like you think they'd cut it back so you could go up there and look over the stage it's really weird Maybe it's to protect uh, those that are enjoying their drink too much from not falling over. You just reminded me, I went to a gig as well, went on Saturday night to see Talisk at the David Hall, and uh, that was awesome. I've never seen such a brilliant atmosphere and seeing folk music with so many young people there. Just a three-piece group, but this main folk musician uh, playing the concertina stood on his chair getting everyone clapping it was like a folk gig but only with a bit of i guess metal in the background going yeah. on there because everyone was in a right right good mood on that so they really enjoyed that so how much did you raise the average age of the gig goers up by then jim <laughs> It's 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 not about age or beauty. It's about what you what what you do on the floor. I was right yeah. out the front, giving my wellies away and just going straight for it. So I was having a great time. It's all about how you feel, and I was feeling pretty good. No, no, good, good. Yeah, I mean they've got one couple of good gigs coming. I noticed uh, Blackwater County are playing out there as well. Yeah, it? that's right. I'm eyeing that one up as well. Yeah, and uh, I can't remember what we're doing. Uh, I don't know if we've got any more gigs. And, oh, yeah, uh, Trials of Cato. Going to see them on December the 3rd as well. They've really got a good album out called Gog Magog. And, uh, yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. So I've got a few gigs coming out. Can't keep up with you, mind you. You can't keep up with me. Oh, I tell you. Yeah, yeah, you're down going up to Cardiff. Um, I, yeah, I like the idea of... you going to Exeter. Pardon? You're going to Exeter, which is pretty cool. Well, I went. I haven't been back for a while. Oh, but, yes, yeah. that is true. Well, um. So it started. I'm seeing you've not got your armband on on your um, on your left shoulder, Captain. No, 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 no. It started. Uh, yeah, we'll we, we'll talk about that in the next thing. Actually, I've got that down. Yeah, for the, for the main thing, I'm 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 all all. Yeah, I'm not 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 sure about some things and certain, but, but yeah, we'll we'll chat about that in the next uh, section. Um, but coming um, up on Glastonbury calling, um, coming up on Glastonbury calling. Um, yeah, and Duncan Beatty got hold of me the other day. He's put me in contact with a chap called Rob Braves in a couple of acts just moved to the area, and um, we've got a track now for him. From him, uh, he said he sent me two tracks, but we'll play this one this week. Uh, from a band that he's in, a folk band called The Straw Houses. And uh, uh, this track is called Love Is Not. Mind the 
it's calm and clear, a cautious deal. Wisdom in each choice. I'm tempted by the game, no drive to be the same. to yourself for nothing else than to sing your word Love is not looking for missing peace Love is not making someone yours Love is what happens when Setting fear aside, the sting of wounded pride has no currency. Not feeling incomplete, no tethering with peace to dreams of constancy. Love is not always standing. is not giving up yourself Love is what happens when you let it be Love is not holding on Love is not keeping someone still Love is what happens when you just let go
Okay, that's uh, Bus Station by the Darlings. And uh, yeah, yeah, as promised, you mentioned the World Cup started. I mean, I mean, it pretty emphatic for England. Yeah, I, I saw the game. It was my day yeah. off, so I could just sit and relax, not clock off or clock back on. And I was in the mood, really. It was a brilliant, awesome game. And it's really, really great to see sort of young players like Jude Bellingham and uh, Saka just having... Uh, the time of their lives um that's what it's all about and i really love the attitude of the english football team uh can really feel get myself getting behind them it's going to end in tears it always does being the ever pessimist but i've have an age history on that that we were talking earlier but really excited by that and also really proud of the iranian football team as well they made yeah. their mark didn't they no i mean they did really and um you know, uh, I mean, standing up for for the women in their country, which is a lot to do with the political unrest that's going on there. And, um, you know, I, I mean, to us Westerners, just not singing the national anthem doesn't sort of like seem that much, but but it is in, you know, they could seriously put themselves under a lot of threat, couldn't they, as well in that country? So, Yeah, um, for sure. And, and also I thought... I thought the uh, Iranian team were up for the game. They certainly weren't making it easy, but lots and lots of tackles. And I found the English football team very sporting, actually, sort of, you know, chatting to the Iranian counterparts. And yeah. it just seems a well, a, a lot of sporting sort of a heroism and a lot of kindness that went on in that game on the English part anyway, if I can say that. Yeah, but, yeah. No, no, really excited. And I've just come away seen this crazy result earlier in the week with Argentina and uh, Saudi Arabia. Can yeah, you believe I know. that a couple days ago? Well, that's the thing. Um, but, you know, we always underestimate how England play. They say, oh, the opposition wasn't that great and that yesterday. Well, Iran topped the qualification group, and Saudi, uh, which Saudi Arabia were in and finished third. So, and Saudi Arabia go and turn over Argentina. So... You know, it it puts it in perspective. Um, the England result, um, with how how good that was at the end of the day, because the Argentinians, um, you know, you would never have thought they'd get beaten by Saudi Arabia, but I think you know they give a hell of a game in the second half. And uh, I think the semi-lovely teams in the, in the, this year's World Cup, but it, I, I think I'm getting into it. Despite I, um, yeah didn't like the way that uh, FIFA have gone into this by being quite um, police state, if you, in my view, of what can and can't. I can't see why you can't wear an armband that actually celebrates humanity and bringing people together and supporting everybody, even if they're not having identical behaviours or love or how people feel to someone else. I don't get it. Um, so I really am trying to find every excuse to not enjoy it. Yeah, but yeah. I've been sucked in from the football's point of view right now and then feel guilty about it. And I shouldn't really, should I? Well, I know, but, but I mean, the, the players are, are, you know, very conscientious of um, what's going on and, you know, they, you know, they want to represent their countries and make positive statement for their countries anyway as well. So, um, and, uh, yeah, I, mean, I also think, carry on. I mean, I mean, there's plenty of, re I mean, there's take away the political reasons. There's this, uh, the, or, or humanitarian reasons. There's a lot of football reasons Qatar shouldn't have had it really. I mean, you know, they've never qualified for a world cup before. I mean, that should be part of the crew criteria that you sh you've qualified for, a, you know, you've actually qualified for a World Cup, you know, and also you should be able to guarantee that the stadiums will probably sell out, which they haven't been by the looks of it on, on some of the games that I've seen. I mean, it's been a good atmosphere for some of the games. Also, the other thing should be you should be able to accommodate all the supporters from all the countries that are going to come to your country for the World Cup, which they can't do. Because like quite a few are sort of coming in from Saudi Arabia and other countries, so you know just those basic things. Um, I think it's a shame though because the actual the actual uh, finals were awarded in 2010, 12 years ago, and really the debate that's been going on now should have happened then. 
and it didn't and it should have done and the one thing i also want to mention a positive is how impressed i am with the bbc uh alex scott was doing some commentary yeah, and she yeah. was wearing the armband and for the bbc to not cover the opening ceremony was very very brave so i suspect the bbc had been given a yellow card yeah yeah as as well i mean the one one thing i did hear on the radio today someone suggested right part just just rip up all the rule book and all that from for fifa for for what you need for the world cup they they said you know you, you should have just have two criteria one you should be able to hold a women's world cup and two you should be able to hold a pride march if people want a pride march and then if you can do those things then you can qualify possibly to have the world cup you know, it's, you know, it's two basic human, you know, that covers the human rights angles there. We could always add to that. And also yeah. there has to be a signed accommodation. You will not go to war for at least 100 years. Yeah, yeah. That, that might eliminate a few countries as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right, we've sorted that one. We'd never have the World Cup here then. No, that is true. We're also at war with someone. Well... <laughs> Especially, yeah, when individual political parties are at war with themselves, so that's quite a nice. Or selling weapons to someone, anyway. anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm keeping my catapult. Might yeah. need it. Okay, right. Let's play some music, anyway. Um, uh, this is uh, your good friends from Dakar Audio Club and Cesa. <laughs>
Okay, uh, Ghost in the Field by uh, Some Venoms. And um, yeah, I've noticed that the post office is getting a little bit busier now and that, just like Black Friday's coming up. But, um, you know, I've been reading articles on it that, that, that Black Friday's pretty much a myth, really, because a lot of um, a lot of places aren't really offering offers. You know, you go on Amazon, they're not, all those offers have been there beforehand so you know just be careful everyone that you don't get ripped off well this is you knew you knew you're gonna uh, get me all um, started that black friday is the most horrible and horrible of campaigns it's just a few weeks before christmas and that keeping up with your neighbors and the peer pressure of, of presents for children especially this year where times are hard yeah i think this kind of blatant marketing and i don't really get it you know the only thing i like about the expression black friday it was once a song by stevie dan that's about as far as i'm going to get with it so yeah, I know. I'm, I'm not a fan <clears throat> sometimes i want to buy something our microwave broke down the other week and i had to go and buy something and I didn't even I didn't even know it was Black Friday. I didn't even know whether I was getting a deal or not. I just needed to buy something quickly to replace um, something that broke down. But all these offers that are coming in uh, is just as helping people to get more and more potentially into debt. Nope, don't like it. Stick to the no, no. song. But you know, there were there are if you look at a lot of the independent companies and things like that, and you want to support them, uh, a lot of them are doing offers and deals this week. And you know you'll you'll still you know there'll be a genuine you know ten percent off at a company, and you know that'll be just for Black Friday, and then so go and you know for local companies doing that, just go and support them. That's what I'd say. Support local business, yeah, uh, and local traders, independent traders. I I totally agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. But we'll all have to start thinking about Christmas shopping with or without Black Friday, won't we? See, it's it's worse for me. I've got a, I've, I, I know what I'm going to do because I have to get my my daughter lives, as you know, overseas, and uh, getting things posted across the pond is is not easy, and it takes up to six weeks. So I've been really God. really efficient in actually buying a few things that I think will post well. But I've been very inefficient in actually getting to the post office, addressing it and sending it. And I suspect I need six weeks and I've already fallen in. I was supposed to go today. Well, well, well there's, an, there's another way around that. that okay. save, save you the, yeah, I mean, I mean, I used to do it for my brother when he lived in America and my nieces and that. I used to just go online on and buy something in the States and get it delivered to them from, from you know, near them, which is... You know, I like, I like to buy local way. stuff though. Hey? I, I like to buy local stuff. I know so that, yeah, but I it, always go to my local, local shops and uh, in yeah and post. Yeah, it. but it's it's getting it there, isn't it? And you got to be careful with your export tax and that as well. You got to declare everything. I have to declare. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, it's in a nice bag and it's waiting to go. And there's a book in there, and I've got a nice little little trinket thing. Things that are not liquid because you can't send liquid, of course. But uh, I suspect I'm going to have to do something about this tomorrow. You've kind of reminded yeah. me now. The guilt is the guilt factor's tripped in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should, yeah, you should have done it on Monday when you, instead of watching the football. That's all I can say. <laughs> anyway, let's play some more music. Uh, this is uh, "Dance on the Rubble of the City" by Muriel Matlana. Three, four, children. Now we're dancing on the rubble of the 
Ruben's daughter's there with uh, These Eyes Can't Lie to Me. And, of course, Ruben's daughters are, Port, you know, uh, Ruben from Port Erin, uh, who who we played last week. So I was going to say that. Yeah, Port Erin yeah. last week. I love the new single, by the yeah, way. It, is, I, it, it is. bodes well for a really good album. I was uh, yeah. I'm very excited. Uh, do you any sort of exclusives you can share with us about Port Erin gigging? Because I'd love to. See no, them. Maybe they have Port Erin supported by Ruben da- Ruben's daughters. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll, we'll, 
maybe I'll have to have a word with him. See if I think, yeah, to the ether out there. Yeah, we, we want you good. back. Yeah, that would be good. Uh, yeah, no, that would be really good. But, yeah, gigs coming up this week. Um, there's a Rob to, to vibe at the Cobblestones. Uh, the Vagabonds of Comedy on the Red Brick on Friday. Um, Saturday is the Frost Fair in town. I've been trying to find a lot about uh, I can't find a list of any musicians that are playing at the Frost Fair uh, as yet, uh, but I'm sure you hoik up all the usual local uh, talent will be on display in and about all around town like they usually are. Um, there's also a punk gig on at the King Arthur um, with uh, Virus SFA. Um, uh, Amiga Tribe, uh, who are on the Crass label. Um, so, uh, yeah, lots to watch there if you're in your punk music. And then Will Colleen's down to King Arthur on Sunday. So lots to see there. Yeah, just wondering, uh, you know, if you could... Uh, I'm sort of playing a track now. Uh, can't get enough of your love, babe. Bit of Barry White. Ah, uh, yeah, no. You've got the right voice for it, and I'm hearing your voice near. There's not a lot of difference between the two of you. Oh, no, I'm drinking lots of squashes. I'm going along doing it. Just the way you are. Let the music play. These are all Ian Liversidge's oh, yeah. bangers. These are classics. Barry White. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe I should do some, like, uh, some Barry White voiceovers and stuff like that, you know. Just, just for one week only. And then Just get, for one week only. Yeah. Yeah, then get better, and then you can go back to your your your, your punk voice. Yeah, I know, and that that didn't help me singing along at the Jamie T concert last night as well. Oh well, that's probably what did it. Yeah, I know that didn't help when you've got cold. <laughs> yeah, so that's your excuse to. We're all getting sympathetic with you. Oh, that you're just throwing in a cough now. Yeah, this is it. This is you're listening to Jem Liversidge, who has just taken over the Glastonbury Calling podcast for you. And uh, I've heard that Ian Liversidge is now going to see Kanda Bonga Man next weekend. Kanda Bonga Man? Yeah, I'm just trying to pretend I'm you. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's kind of a, an Ian Liversidge takeover. Okay. okay. You were coughing, you weren't there, so someone had to stand in for you. Yeah, I know, I know. You've got to do it. You've got yeah, to do it. You're absolutely. doing a sterling yeah. job. Thank you. You're doing this, <laughs> yeah, doing doing quite well. I'll let I'll, I'll let you off anyway. Uh, but yeah, yeah, looking forward to this week. Well, hopefully we will get down uh, to some of the frost fair. But we are working on Saturday. But definitely going to the punk gig anyway. Looking forward to that one. We're off to Oxford. Otherwise, would love to have been at the frost fair. Keep me meaning that. So we're going to go and look at some haunts, old haunts in Oxford this weekend. I was trying to see what gigs might be on there or what what's happening, but. It's not as it's, it's you know you were talking the other week about how difficult it is to find what's on where. Uh, it's a lot easier in Glastonbury than it is in Oxford. You have a list, and apart from the mainstream artists, which you and I probably wouldn't see many of those kind of groups. Yeah, it's impossible to find what's on. There's, I, I think this is happening all over the country. Um, and then also, I saw today to finish on Matt Owens putting out uh, from um, Noah and the Whale, who has played at Glastonbury Calling before. In fact, it was this yeah, year. Yeah. Um, uh, he's put out a message that he's at the Chapel Arts in Bath. And it's a 24-hour notice to get tickets in to avoid cancelling the gig. So it's another okay. sort of story of, you know, uh, attendance <laughs> levels and in troubled yeah. times and cost of gig tickets and uh, cancellations. So it's, it's so important that if you're up for thinking about going to a gig, just go to it. Keep the gigs live. Yeah, I know. I know it's quite often you think, oh, I just, you know, I haven't got the energy to go tonight. And then you go, and then you have a really good time. You forget about your lack of energy. Yeah, It just sure. spurs you on yeah, and, and gives you a boost. Okay, um, should we wind up there? I think it's been a it's been a wrap. It's yeah. um, I kind of like the kind of wrap that I've got that I've had. I've had a bit of Ian Liversidge lozenges, and uh, <laughs> yeah. So I wish you better. It's, no, uh, thank you. Yeah, no. You, I mean, you know, we can see each other as we're we're talking, and he doesn't look too bad. He's got these kind of Joe ninety style glasses, <laughs> like my glasses. I think he's probably borrowed mine. But uh, yeah, a throat is not a good one if you want to sing. And uh, yeah, I wish you better. Okay, lovely. Thanks a lot, Jem. And uh, yeah, I'll get on and, and watch some more of the World Cup then. Keep the armbands on. Take care, everyone. 
Yeah, see you all. We're going to finish up the show with a bit of a media tribe. And this is No Peace Movement. Cheers, then. Cheers. This is the beginning.